Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. McKenzie with the Master Key. We pray that your day, uh, this holiday, uh, that you have enjoyed it. Uh, we pray that uh, you got some rest and pray that your family uh, was able to enjoy your family today and uh, relax and recuperate, rejuvenate, and get ready for tomorrow. Uh, I've been kind of in, in the zone today, kind of been before the Lord based all day today, and and um, uh, but I've been enjoying it. I've got some things I want to share with you tonight. I think it's going to be a blessing uh, to kind of help you to understand some things, some strategies uh, uh, that you may have been experiences that's been waged against you. The Bible said, my people is destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I think ignorance has been a major uh, weapon that Satan has used with the church in the Western Hemisphere. Um, I'm beginning to my eyes are becoming open, even greater the way I believe one of my anointing, and I believe I know, uh, is in the areas of um, warfare, intercession, battling. But if we don't know how to battle, if we don't know how to war, we'll be like one that's beating the air. And and if there is no victory seen, then your warfare is in, is in vain. If you see no manifestation, then my warfare is in vain. I'm just one that is beating the air. Now I want to look at something, talk about something that may be very strange uh, to the majority of our uh, broadcast listeners, those that by way of... Um, blog, and those joining us directly. I want to talk about, uh, and usually this is not the time I kind of talk about relationships, but um, usually Wednesday is the day has been set aside to talk about relationships, but I want, to, I want to get with you about something that I think is vital. I've been kind of doing some studies and research on this thing. I know without a doubt that God is a God of relationships. And we have to understand biblical order in relationships. And we got to understand covenants. Uh, uh, what is a covenant? And understand the power of a covenant, how covenant affects us. Uh, I want to talk about something that uh, I kind of shared my leadership in our leadership meeting on yesterday. Spiritual husbands and spiritual wives. And some of you are probably say, Preacher, what in the world are you talking about? Is there anything, such thing as a spiritual husband or a spiritual wife? I've, I've really been before the Lord based all day today, and especially this morning. Uh, I had no intentions uh, uh, looking at anything of that nature when I got up in my regular time and got in my morning devotion. And uh, I did not, uh, I, I kind of, I used to try to go to the gym early in the morning, and uh, I didn't go to the gym 
to uh, about 12.30, and that's, I ain't never went to the gym at 12.30 because I was in this vein. I was in the midst of prayer. I was in the midst of intercession. I was in the midst of warfare. Now, let me share something with you about spiritual husbands and spiritual wives. What are they? And and uh, let me, can I do this right? I've never done this before since we've been on, uh, on uh, the radio. Uh, but I sense a need to pray because I think this right here is so vital that the enemy do not want you to get this and those that will come back and archive this and get this. Uh, so many of us is blinded and some people, some, some people really don't want light to come. But I want to pray. Let me do that if you will. Father, I thank you for our radio audience. I thank you for the spirit of the living God who is our great teacher. We submit to the Holy Spirit. We bring this program and every program from this day forward, Lord God, subject to the Lordship of Christ, subject to the preeminency of Christ, and subject to the leading, the guidance, and the direction of the Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Now, as we submit, grace us with eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to comprehend what the Holy Spirit shall articulate through us today. And we thank and we praise you, everyone that will hear this broadcast. Let the Spirit of God minister deeply to our hearts and our minds. Grace us to renew the spirit of our minds. Grace us to see from your perspective and hear from your perspective. Grace us to do what needs to be done to make the adjustments, O oh God, that we can live for you and you only, we pray in Jesus' name. Now seal this broadcast by the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's done, settled, and sealed in Jesus' name. Amen. God is a God of relationships. Everything he does, he does it from the perspective of relationships. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in Genesis, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. Let the Father, let the Son, let the Holy Spirit create mankind. Let the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit create this creative world, the world, the heavens. So he's a God of relationship. We see in the word of the Lord that Jesus said, the Father and I are one. The Father and I are one. The Father, I am one. There's no division. There's no argument. There is uh, no accusation. There is no slander in the relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, it's impossible because the nature of the Father is the nature of the Son. The nature of the Son is the nature of the Holy Spirit. They are one. The Son is not envious of the Father. The Holy Spirit is not envious of the Son. They are in perfect harmony, in perfect un uh, unity. They understand their roles and they understand their function. The function of uh, the Son is to really serve and worship the Father. The function of the Holy Spirit is to serve and to worship the Son. So we, we, we see this union and the Father loves the Son and the Father loves the Holy Spirit. They are one. Different functions. The Bible let us know in the word of the Lord uh, that God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion because there's no confusion in his relationship with the Son. There's no confusion in his relationship with the Holy Spirit. All of There's no confusion in heaven. 
All of the angels of God that God created, he created them with different functions, different personalities, different executions. So therefore we see uh, in the word of God, the angels that we know about in the Bible, Michael and Gabriel remain two that we know about in the word of the Lord, and especially the Bible that we have, the uh, King James Authorized Bible. And, and if you look at the apocryphic uh, Bible, uh, there's other angels' names that's in there. But Michael have a function. Gabriel have a function. And so we see that these are archangels created. Uh, 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 God created them, gave them a certain amount of authority and power and function. Whatever their function is, that's the authority that God gave them and the power that God gave them according to their function. Now, we do realize and understand uh, the story in the book of Revelation, how in the book of Revelation, as well as the book of Isaiah, as well as the book of Ezekiel, that Satan was kicked out of heaven. And he caused a revolt in heaven. So chaos was created in heaven. And, and, and because of... Uh, Satan, which is Lucifer, which was Lucifer, who became Satan, when he, the Bible said, when sin was found in him, sin was found in him. And sin was found in him, so what he did, he caused a revolt in heaven. He caused a manipulation in heaven. He manipulated God's creation and got the creation to turn against the creator. Sin was found in him. And so therefore he became Satan. He changed from Lucifer to Satan when sin was found in him. How was sin found in him? How can sin be found in someone who was created perfect? Think about it. How could sin be found in someone that was created perfect? The Bible said God is light and in him there is no darkness. God could not create a Satan. He can create a Lucifer. The word Lucifer being light-bearing, light-bearer. So he was a light bearer, a light bearer that became dark. He lost his light. He was a light bearer. That's, that's what the word Lucifer means, light bearer. And the Bible says God is light, and in him there is no darkness. So God created Lucifer as a light bearer. He could not create sin. You only can create what you are. You only can reproduce what you are. You reproduce after your kind. So therefore, the angels um, is 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 a representation of God. There, uh, uh, there are dimensions of God, angels. And all of them is angels of light because God is light. They said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, let them have dominion. So in order to make man in his image and his likeness, then man had to be made in the image and the likeness of what God is, light. God is love. God is light. So therefore, here is Lucifer made in the image and the likeness of God as well. Uh, he was the, he, the Bible called him light bearer. How in the world could sin be found in a perfect creation? Now, we do know, according to the word of the Lord, that Lucifer, one of the most beautiful angels that God created, when he moved, the scripture says uh, his whole body was an was a orchestra. When he moved, he played music. His body played music. And he was draped in jewels and diamonds, uh, 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 all kind of precious stones. Beautiful. Now, the Bible says sin was 
found in him. Sin was found in him. How in the world could sin be found in something perfect? When someone is created like Lucifer, I'm sure that he was getting praise for how God created him. Now think about it. God is light, and in him there's no darkness. The only way that Lucifer could become darkened or become sin, sin found in him. Now, the way it sounds like it was in him, he just found it. No, he created it. How can you create sin? When you lose focus of the one that created you. He got his eyes off of the creator and began to turn his eyes from the creator to himself. And the moment his eyes fastened on himself, he became sin. He became darkened. It's sort of like, give you an example. You went to the eye doctors and they put this little light through your eyes, shine this light, little small flashlight through your eyes. Now, think about it. Take that same flashlight that, is, uh, that light is pointed towards your eyes. If you turn your head and let the light shine on the back of your head, will you still be able to see light? If it was close to your eyes, your head like, it would, like the light was close to your eyes, no. And you know how they darken the room? They darken the room. No, you wouldn't be able to see light. Only thing you see darkness. That's what happened. He turned from light. Once he turned from light, he became darkened. Once you get your eyes, think about it. When you get your eyes off of God, that's when we sin. The moment we get our eyes off of God and put our eyes on ourselves, we sin. Every time. Every time. We sin. Because I'm focusing now on what you did to me, what you said to me, how you said it to me, then I sin. I'm going to sin because my focus, I'm no longer conscious of God. I'm conscious of Egypt. I'm conscious of me. I'm conscious of how I feel. I'm conscious of how I think. I'm conscious of what you just said. I'm conscious of what you just did to me. Sin. That's how we sin then we become sin. The moment I get my eyes, what calls us to sin? What calls us to sin? When somebody violates something, violate us, when we feel violated, when we feel unappreciated, when we feel un, uh, uh, unvalued, uh, devalued, that's the word, when we feel devalued, and the reason we feel this way is because we focus how good we've been to somebody, what we've done for somebody, how we've given to somebody, and how we've protected somebody, and they turn around and seem like they do not value it. We sin. Self. It's the greatest enemy. I'm going somewhere with this. Now, if God is perfect, his union with the Son and his union with the Holy Spirit is perfect. And when God created man, he had to create them in a state of perfection. 
Now, I said state. They was not perfected. A state of perfection, their obedience would have brought them into perfection. See, God had to test all of us, and you will become. It's not automatic like in heaven. In heaven, the reason Lucifer cannot repent and the reason Lucifer cannot be saved is because he was made perfect. Adam and Eve was made in a perfect state. Their choice would have made them perfect. It had obeyed God. They would have, they would have entered into a perfect state of union with the Father, Son, and Holy perfected their obedience. They would have been perfected, but God tested. They was not moral or immoral. They were called what you would call, look up this word, immoral. They was immoral. When you, immoral, you in a state between immorality and morality. The choice you make will make, the choice or the decision you make, the step you take, the action you take will make you moral if I obey God or to make me immoral if I disobey God. They was in a state of what you call immoral. Let's look at this, if you will. This is going to help us to learn how to war and discern the manipulation of the powers of darkness. There's a lot of things happen when we get married. One of the things that I know for a fact that happens is both parties bring some bondage. They bring bondage or Baggage, that's the word I'm looking for. They bring baggage into the relationship. The only way that one party does not bring baggage into the relationship is, number one, they're born again. And number two, they have went through deliverance. And they're walking out the deliverance. Then that means that person that is born again, that is that has gone through deliverance, uh, they are bringing Christ into the relationship. You say, but if I'm born again, don't I have Christ? You have Christ, but who is the dominating factor? I want you to stick with me. Just stick with me, if you will. Stick with me. Now, one of the things that has troubled me is I've been uh, uh, viewing a lot of deliverance on pastors. Men of God that has been called the pastor, but yet there's demonic possession. How could this be? How could this be? And this is the ignorance of the church. Don't y'all listen to the Holy Spirit? This is the ignorance of the church. Satan loves our ignorance because he can masquerade. He can he he does his greatest damage through ignorance. He does his greatest damage through ignorance. My people is destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, we got to look at some things here concerning Marriage. How many that is uh, listening to this broadcast and married today, but you had sexual relationships before you got married? The majority of people that are in church today have had sexual relationship before they got married and sexual relationship before they got saved. What people do not understand is this right here. When you have sexual relationship, you don't know this, but you actually enter into a covenant. You actually enter into a covenant. When we begin to read the word of the Lord in the book of Corinthians, and Paul talks about joining yourself, 
Your body belongs to the Lord. But joining yourself, you become one with the person you join with. That's why, I tell you, that's why you have to go through a state of repentance and breaking things. And I did this in my early stages of my life. Now listen to me real good, if you will. It's very important that we understand that. Now, if you had a sexual relationship prior to getting saved and prior to getting married, which you don't realize and understand, whoever you had relationship with, it could be more than one person. You've got to understand, sexual relationship in the, your body may be coming together, but there is a joining and a yoking of your spirit. And what people do not realize and understand, when, think about it, how many Christian marriages you know that flows 100% in harmony and unity? But it should. But why it doesn't? It should. But why doesn't it? Because what people do not realize and understand is this right here. They, we have no clue, no understanding how the spirit world operates. No clue how it works. The majority of Christians. We go to church. We are some of the most scripture-quoting people in the world, but the most ignorant in the world. Have no idea what the scripture means we quote. No idea. Sounds good. And then we get a carnal, intellectual perspective concerning the scripture. Have absolute idea. See, we think if we study Greek instead of Hebrew, that we will we will get a spiritual understanding. Studying Greek and Hebrew does not give you a spiritual understanding. That's still you. You have the capacity to read. The only way you can get a spiritual comprehension and understanding of anything from the Bible is when it's illuminated by the Holy Spirit. When it is illuminated by the Holy Spirit. Other words. All your reading the Bible and all your study is a reading and studying from a perspective of death. Anything intellectually that is not stimulated by the Holy Spirit is death. Paul said, no good thing dwells in me, my flesh. There's no good thing dwelling in my flesh. So you was born again of the flesh. I'm not, excuse me. You was born of the flesh, but you need to be born again of the spirit. When your parents brought you in... Then you was born here in the flesh. Paul said, my flesh was no good, no, was no good thing. That means all my education can't work in the kingdom unless my education is submitted to the Holy Spirit and is stimulated and quickened by the Holy Spirit. And, God, and the Holy Spirit take all that education and now give me revelation of the education that I gained. Without the revelation of all the years of school you went to, it's death. And that's why people are frustrated. Frustrated with God, frustrated being a Christian, thinking it's hard to be saved because you still, you don't know how to do it in the power of the Spirit. You're still doing it in your own strength, but you're calling it the Spirit. There's no frustration with the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say in the Word of the Lord? He said, take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn of me. For my yoke is what? Easy. And my burden is what? Light. Are you experiencing easiness in your salvation? 
Are you experiencing the likeness of Christ in your salvation? You're going to say, no, preacher. Then that should show you something. Something is wrong. That means I've been trying to do this thing in my own strength. I've been trying to do this thing in my own power all this time. It's been me. I've been doing it. I've been doing it. So let's look at some things here. Then if, if that's the case, then what's causing this? Now, let me go back to relationship. Relationship. So if I had sexual relationship before I got married and before I got saved, if there was multiple partners, then that means it was in the realm of the spirit, there is multiple covenants. What binds you together is not a ceremony by a preacher, according to 1 Corinthians there. Because if you have sexual relationship, you become one with the person you have a relationship with. And then what that means, that person becomes your spiritual covenant partner. But yet, you all have broken up in the natural. Y'all broke up in the natural. Then she gone by her business. He's gone by his business. He gone by his business. She gone by her business. But you don't. You never. You never got a divorce. You never broke the covenant. You never dissolved the covenant. You never broke it. So in the room of the spirit, you are tied. I'm telling you what the Bible says. It says you become one with the person. So because you said Jesus coming to my life, that don't break the covenant. That means your salvation is not even legal. Ooh, glory to God. What? What do you think has been giving you all the hell, all these problems? What do you think gave you all the problems? Because many of us have never gone through deliverance to be set free from these things. Never went to deliverance. Now, we know according to his Jewish law that having sex relationship outside of marriage was sin. So I guarantee you none of Jesus' disciples was doing those kind of things. Guarantee it. There are other issues. There are other issues. But those, those kind of things were kind of strict back in those days. We don't see those kind of things today. But I'm, I'm going to give you some things as I've been studying upon spiritual wives and spiritual husbands. And now, watch this right here. This, this, this thing, this thing is, is, is amazing. So what happened is this right here. Then when a man marries a wife, you got both parties that has had sexual relationship before they got married with some other woman, with some other man before they got married. And so when they come together, they have no idea because they joined themselves one with the person who they had sexual relationship with. Now the influence of that spirit begin to manipulate the marriage. Let me ask you a question. According to the word of God, according to heaven, is it illegal to have sexual relationship outside of marriage? According to the word of God, is it illegal or sin to have sexual relationship outside of marriage? Everybody don't agree with me. I hope anyway. I, I believe our ordinary would say, according to the word of God, 
Yes. Okay. Now, if it's illegal, now, what do the Bible says gives you a legal right? A legal right to marry. Can you be married and marry someone else? Yeah. But what makes it legal? A legal divorcement from the previous relationship. So if you get a divorce from the previous relationship, and now you are legally now able to marry another person. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Now, if that's been the case, and I'm going to tell you why I'm saying all of this, ladies and gentlemen, because I've been studying upon this thing. And I see the opposition, I see the manipulation and the powers of darkness that is released. When there's constant chaos and confusion and manipulation, not only in our marriages, but in our assigned relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, think about it. God is not the author of confusion. So if there is confusion, then isn't it somebody else manipulating the confusion? You're nothing. You're being played like a puppet, but you don't know that you're being played like a puppet. We don't recognize it. We don't see it. We don't see the force of darkness that's planting seeds in your mind, planting seeds in my mind. But what give these uh, forces legal right? Some of us is spiritually married, have spiritual husband, spiritual wife. How did that happen? It's amazing. It's fascinating. That's like. Uh, 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 read, read up on these things, and, and how many, how many people, children, uh, has been legally given over to spiritual husbands and spiritual wives by their parents, especially those that has gone to mediums. If your parent have ever went to a medium for any reason. Bad luck, hard times. That's you when people go to mediums. Bad luck, hard times. And so, therefore, things is hard. They go to a medium. They play the dogs or they play the horses. They get a number, whatever the case may be. Or they go to a medium. You know, my daughter is old. My daughter's in her 30s, 40s. And, 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 and can't you get a husband for my... You don't understand what's happening. These, and watch this right, and what you do not understand is that these, even if from your, you, you, you go there and they give you some kind of potions or whatever the case may be, give you a number, uh, whatever the case may be, give you some kind of incantations to say, you do not understand, you just covenant with the devil. You don't understand that. <clears throat> in the spirit that uses the medium, they tie you in to the realm of darkness. And when there's a tie there, that is a form of a spiritual marriage, but you don't know that. You don't know that. And then here's the child that is innocent. The child that is innocent. Have absolutely no idea that they've been married to a spirit. What is a spiritual husband, spiritual wife? You ever heard of the word Incubus and succubus. Some of you that's in, engaged in spiritual warfare probably heard, 
have heard these words before. A incubus spirit is a sexual demon, and a succubus spirit is a, a sexual demon. The word incubus means to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is to uh, lie upon. Succubus means to lie under. So there may be some women that is listening to me at this present time. While you were asleep, you felt a, something pressing upon your body. And, and, and please listen to this right, this right here, especially, especially in the dream state. If you have had dreams, and I don't trust everybody, and, 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 and what I mean I don't trust everybody, see, a lot of people, this is how the devil tricks you. You can never get your deliverance. But the devil said, man, if I say that, what are people going to think about me? You have already failed. If I tell them this, I tell them that, what are they going to think about me? I want, to think, I want them to think that, you know, uh, I, I saw myself, and watch this right here, especially husbands and wives that need to be set free right now, but ashamed to expose so they can get set free. I see a lot of that take place. I love it. I was sharing some things in, uh, uh, with our leadership on yesterday, and uh, uh, I had two leaders come to me. So I need to get with you. I need to get with you. They're they, they going to get what they need. They're going to get what they need. You want to know why? Because uh, they, re- they didn't realize until these things were brought out. I see what's been hindering me and my relationships. I see what it is. Always understand, a spiritual husband, spiritual wife will never allow you to have a healthy relationship with another human being. Never. Never. And a lot of the chaos and confusion that you think going on, which you don't realize and understand, is manipulated by the spiritual husband, the spiritual wife. But you cannot see. You cannot see what is going on you cannot perceive what is going on, so therefore what happens is this right here. Because you cannot see it and because you cannot discern it, you're looking at your spouse, but you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you, 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 you're missing it. And so the devil is manipulating you. Let me, I, I think I got a uh, question here. Let me see real quick, if you will. I have uh, in, in chat here. I have been to church services where the preacher has spoken over the people and began to break things off, and sexual immorality was one of them. Does this mean it is broken, or does it have to be more of a one-to-one deliverance? Excellent question. Excellent question. Beautiful question. Now. This is, this is, did y'all hear what the question was? Because this, you, 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 this is going to help everybody, help every last one of them. I have been to church services where the preacher has spoken over the people and broke, and began to break things off, and sexual morality was one of them. Does this mean it is broken, 
or does it have to be more of a one-to-one deliverance? Everything has to do with two things here. Number one, is the preacher that is breaking it free himself? Is he free? Is he free? Is the things he's breaking off of people, is he free from it? Number one. And the second most important thing is your faith. It's your faith. When the spirit, uh, the, when the preacher began to break things off of the people, if you got faith, then it's broken. If you believe that that day was your day, it was broken. And because the preacher can break things off of people, and it means jike if the people don't believe and receive it. Everything works by faith. You've got to understand it. Everything works by faith. Jesus never laid hands on the one with the issue of blood. Her faith got her what she needed. So your faith can get you what you need. Jesus did not go to the centurion house. He said, all you got to do is speak a word. Jesus didn't even speak a word. But the servant was made whole because of the centurion faith. So everything operates by that. And faith it's not in the man, not the one that's breaking. Faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if the man is moving and speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit, it is Christ. Christ is the deliverer. Christ is the one that destroys yokes. Christ, the word Christ, means anointed one. He's the anointed one. So if the man of God or the woman of God is speaking over the people, breaking sexual immorality, it must be broken off of the preacher. Are you, are you getting that? As a matter of fact, I, let me take that back because I believe this right here, biblically, that he can speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and you got faith, you'll get it, and he can still be up under the, the, uh, the influence of it. I've seen that too. Because he's speaking, but he ain't submitting to what he's speaking. And we find that in the book of Matthew chapter 7, 21. Now, everyone that comes unto me and says, Lord, Lord, will enter. Uh, now, I say, now, everyone that comes to me and says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, some will come to me and say, I prophesy out of your name. I lay hands on the sick in your name. I cast out devils in your name. And, and, and he's going to say, but I will say to them, depart from me. I know you not. You work of iniquity. But listen, they prophesy. People got healed. Demons were cast out. But I never knew you. And I think this is a lot what is happening now, what I'm seeing now. God is confronting us preachers. He's confronting the apostles and the prophets, the evangelist, the pastor, and teacher, for us to get our act together. He's, he's confronting us. And so, therefore, therefore, and some of us, we got, we got to we got access to, am I legitimate? Am I legit? And this is amazing. Even, even uh, 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 I'm looking at tonight, tonight, even though this is a holiday, but I'm looking at even the activity that's on on the broadcast tonight. This is the this is the lowest activity that we've had since we started. The enemy do not want you to get this. The enemy don't want you to have this. The enemy will do everything to block you from getting this. This is how it works. This is how it works. So going back to how this thing works. In one of the main ways. Besides covenants, I'm going to talk about, if I have time, I'm going to talk about the different covenants. The different covenants that 
uh, one has entered into conscious as well as unconscious, but the dream state. The dream state. The dream state is one of the main states um, that 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 uh, uh, you would recognize. A woman may come to a man, and a man sees himself having sexual relationship with this woman, or a a a, uh, a man will come to a woman, and she sees herself having sexual relationship with this this man, and so so. But yet you married, yet you married, but you're having dreams of having an affair or having a relationship with another person. What you don't realize and understand, that is happening for real. The spirit world is more real than this world. And that's why I tell people all the time, do not, when your children have nightmares, when your children have nightmares, don't discredit that. Don't just say, it's going back to bed. Everything will be all right. No, that is demonic activities. These are forces of darkness battling with your child's spirit. These are forces of darkness that is battling with your child's spirit. You take authority over that. You dry that spirit out. You command that spirit not to come near your child again. You begin to plead the blood of the lamb over their spirit, their soul, their heart, mind, their body. And tell that devil that the angel of the living God encamped round about your child, or you begin to speak that. You begin to speak that the angels of the living God encamped round about your child. You dry that spirit out of your house and tell that spirit, you cannot come to this house. This house belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. This house has been dedicated unto the Lord. And the only way spirits can get in there is by an open door. And usually parents is the one that open up the doors. Parents open up the doors. And how do parents open up the doors? Parents usually open up the doors by things, by not getting it right with one another. And the reason they don't get it right with one another is because they don't really have it right with the Lord. And so many times parents open the door for satanic attacks uh, uh, against uh, their children. They open the door for satanic attacks. And pride is, and I'm, I'm going to do a teaching uh, uh, teaching on pride. And you need to listen to this, this teaching. Get this teaching when I do it on pride. Because there's ma- three main ingredients in pride. Three main ingredients. These three, you'll find surface. Pride is the dominant thing, but you'll find these three all shoots in pride, always. Protection, control, and fear. Protection, self-protection, control, and fear. It's the main three outshoots from the spirit of pride. We're going back to dream state. So when you begin to incubus and succubus, I was going there. I think I kind of missed that. Uh, 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 Those of you that have experienced forces of darkness, a woman pressing, the spirit pressing upon her body. You can physically, physically, you can feel it. And sometimes people think they're dreaming, but it's really not a dream. But these are forces. And, and the reason these forces are doing this because they feel like they have a legal right to you based on something that your parents have done. Something, or you, you, was, you, was, you, be, you was initiated blindly, didn't know it. And this could happen when you was in college. And when you went to a party or you was a, a part of a... 
uh, a fraternity and you had to do some kind of initiation, and majority of them is demonic and sat- satanic, and then you was initiated into the realm of darkness ignorantly. It was fun. It was plain. But you had no idea legally that you were being initiated into the realm of darkness. So when we begin to have dreams uh, of having sexual relationship, you can take this to the bank, baby. 100% of the time, it is satanic and demonic, and there is a tie, a legal tie somewhere, somewhere in the realm of the spirit. But you didn't realize that you had done it. You didn't realize this thing. So the enemy's ultimate goal is to to destroy your relationships that has been assigned by God. Assigned by God. Let's look at Elijah and Elisha. God speaks to Elijah, Elijah, and told him to throw his mantle upon Elisha. And was this a God-ordained relationship? Of course it was. Because we see the result. Do every God-ordained relationship experience success? Absolutely not. Was Adam and Eve ordained by God? Absolutely. Did it experience success? Absolutely not. It experienced failure. It experienced failure. So, but who was the who was the author of that failure? Satan. Who brought confusion? Satan. Kind of confused Eve's mind, and she turned it over and caused her husband to sin. So, anytime there's chaos and arguments in any biblical relationship, God is not in it. God is not in it. So the enemy comes because he hates the institution of marriage because it was ordained by God. He hates the institution of family because it was ordained by God. So you've got these forces that desire legal entrance into families. And there are some demon spirits that's been uh, legally has been in family for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. There was uh, one demon that was being cast out of a young lady. And uh, the question was, how long have you been in here? For 400 years. Wow. That means that demon been passing for 400 years to, to, through, through that uh, lineage. 400 years. And nobody broke it. And there has been some people that's been saved in that relationship. Been saved in that relationship. Now, uh, uh, let's look at 400 years. How many years is considered a generation? Forty years is considered a generation. Every 40 years. That's ten generations. Ten generations. That demon was in that particular that, that particular lineage. Four hundred years, ten generations. Who's gonna block it? Who's gonna stop it? Who's going to become a legal channel to God for it to be broken. Now think about it. Now, Adam and Eve was made a moral. Satan came and manipulated them. Lucifer was made perfect. 
until sin was found in him. The angels that he manipulated was made perfect. He drew a third of the angels out. Now, if he can draw a third of the angel who was made perfect, you and I have the perfect one live in us, but we have not been made perfect. We must yield to the perfect one. And the more we yield to him and obey him, perfection is being developed in us. When I said perfection, Christ himself is being formed in us. So we've got to understand how this thing works, ladies and gentlemen. So anytime there is, think about it, anytime there is chaos and confusion, who's the author of it? Who's manipulating me? Who's manipulating my wife? Do any of us stop or we just apologize? That's what we used to do. We stop and say, will you forgive me? I, you know, I miss God. Forgive me for saying that, blah, 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 blah. But we don't never stop and go back to the source. We don't examine, why did I say this? Why did I do this? Was I under the influence of another entity? Why did I see it that way and then see it God's way? If I didn't see it God's way, that reveals that I must be under the influence of somebody else or something else that makes me see it another way than God's way. Notice what Jesus says in the book of John chapter 3, excuse me, John chapter 5, verse 19 and verse 30, basically says the same thing. Jesus, I do nothing but what I see my Father is doing. I say nothing but what I hear my Father is saying. Other words, uh, I am totally under the influence of the Father. I am here to bring pleasure to the Father. I am here to bring glory to the Father. There's only two entities, ladies and gentlemen, two dominated entities in this realm. God, Satan. God, Satan. God, Satan. God, Satan. God, Satan. Either I'm yielding to God or I'm not. And so, therefore, this is how the enemy gets us. Notice right this. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. You remember the word of the Lord, I think it's John chapter 8. I think verse 44, Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. He's talking to the, the children of Israel, the scribes and Pharisees, which is seed of Abraham. He said, you're of your father, the devil. You're of your father, the devil. You're of your father, the devil. Now, how in the world can he tell the scribes and the Pharisees, which are covenant people, the most high God, that you are of your father, the devil? Now, watch this right here. Watch this right here. We've got to understand the principle. You're of your father, the devil. He's talking to the covenant people of God. The people that come from the seed of Abraham. He said, you are of your father the devil. For the will of your father you will do. So therefore, they said, we are the seed of Abraham. What, what do you mean? We are our father the devil. God is our father. He said, yeah, right. Then if God was your father, then you would do the will of the father. But the will of the father you do do. Because you were doing the works of Satan, which reveals that Satan is your daddy. Oh, man, they want to kill him. They want to kill him. This should show us some principles. It should show us something, ladies and gentlemen. That you can confess to be born again, but dominated by a foreign entity, just like the scribes and the Pharisees. And we see a lot of it in the church today. A lot of it is in the church today. We cannot discern the thoughts that enter our mind. We cannot discern when, uh, 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 when a thought hit our mind, where is it coming from? Is it coming from the realm of God 
or is it coming from the realm of darkness? Is this a thought of the Holy Spirit, a Holy, Holy uh, Spirit-induced thought, or this is a demonic-induced thought that has entered my mind that I have accepted to be true? And I'm going to tell you how you accept it to be true or false, or you reject it, whatever you are. If I'm carnal, I'm going to accept the, I'm going to accept the thought from the devil. If I'm spiritual, I will reject the thought from the devil, and I will embrace the thought that comes from the Holy Spirit. Whatever you are, that's what you want to embrace. And that should let you and I see where we really located. Nobody, it don't, it don't, it, we don't need discernment. We don't need, we don't need uh, a word of knowledge. It reveals. What is the dominating thought that's in your mind concerning somebody, concerning yourself? Let you know. Whatever you embrace as truth, let you know if you're a person of truth or you're a person of error. I don't care if you say I got Jesus living on the inside of me. That means absolutely nothing if there's no fruit. You should know the fruit, the tree by the fruit that it bears. You should know the tree by the fruit that it bears. You should know the fruit by the tree that it bears. And so, therefore, what we want to do, we like lying. We like manipulating. We like hiding. We want people to uh, see us in a certain light. All of this satanic. We want, we want people to see us for something else that we are not. We like flattery, which is sin. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? Incubus, succubus. Dream state. Initiation. A lot of people, watch this right here. A lot of people, watch this right here, that is born again, that has sexual relationship before they got married, before they got saved, do not understand that there was a union that took place in the realm of the spirit. Even though you weren't saved, the realm of the spirit doesn't mean the realm of God. Satan lives in the realm of the spirit. Demons operate in the realm of the spirit. But there was a there was a soul tie. You ever heard the word soul ties? There was a tie that you never you never dealt with. You never dealt with. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. How many of you when the enemy begin to bombard you, the enemy begin to bombard you concerning your spouse, immediately your mind go back to somebody else, another woman. That has been good to you and kind to you. Or someone you had a relationship with before you got saved, but that person was a decent person. They was a good person, kind person, loyal person, dedicated person. Of whatever, there was characteristics and attributes that the enemy would show you that they had your spouse don't have. And the number one thing with men, they respected you, but your wife disrespect you. The number one thing with a woman, he's not affectionate to me. He don't love me. But I remember Billy Bob when I was in the twelfth grade. He really respected me. I mean, he really loved me. He did things for me. Oh, the devil's good. And so if your mind go back to that, it's a revelation we need deliverance. It's a revelation we need deliverance. Why? Because if your mind go back to a person, that means you're tied. You're still tied to that person. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know this is good tonight. Oh, I know this is good tonight. Your mind go back, it's because you're still tied. You haven't seen that person in 50 years. But any time trouble arise, any time 
confusion arise, where do your mind go back to? If it go back to a person that you have a relationship with in the past, is still a tie there, a union there, a covenant there that needs to be broken. Because all of our minds should go back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I will keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Isaiah 26.3. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? This is designed. This is designed to let us see that something is wrong. And not only that, see, when you and I break all ungodly covenants and all ungodly soul ties, then we'll see something. Because these spirits is designed to wreak havoc in a relationship. They will never allow these our marriages be healthy. They will never allow our marriages uh, to succeed. These spirits is designed to steal, kill, and destroy. These spirits is designed to tear down. Have you seen every time you try to build something, one of the spouses comes right behind and tear it down? It's not natural. It is not natural. It's not natural. Always arguments. It's not natural. See, through this this teaching, I've been examining myself big time, observing my father, my mother. I didn't really know my grandparents. Uh, uh, my mother, uh, 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 I knew my mother's mother. I didn't know her, but I knew of her, and I, uh, I really didn't know my grandfather which I was named after, uh, and I didn't know know my grandmother intimately. I knew of them, uh, visited them a couple of times when I was younger, and and, and uh, so I never really got to know them. So I, I, I don't know them, know them, but I've been observing my lineage. I look at my brothers. I look at my sisters. I look at my mother. I look at my brother. I look at my aunts and my uncles. I, I look at all of them. If there's any kind of pattern there, ladies and gentlemen, Satan is a destroyer of relationships. So, therefore, if there's a thing that has been permeating your family, that there's always chaos and confusion on your daddy's side, mama's side, it ain't the people. It is not the people. It is, I guarantee you that there is a, a foreign spirit, there's a spirit that has gained legal entrance into that family, and that spirit is manipulating people against people, but you can't see them. And the ultimate goal is um, all these things will tell you when you cast them out. I made him useless. I made her useless. I made the marriage useless. I made, that's all I went yesterday, I made the marriage zero. This marriage is zero. It's zero. There's nothing to the marriage. It's nothing, nothing that the demon began to confess. Made it zero. And it always will attack the progression. It will always attack, attack the business. If there's the man got a business, I don't seen spiritual uh, uh, husbands uh, uh, being cast out of a woman that I made this man's business useless. Then the picture where I asked, uh, said, asked the man, this your wife, that's my wife. So was your business successful? You married her. Yes. He said, since you married her, have your business gone down? Yes. It wasn't the wife. It was the demon that she was married to that caused chaos and confusion. 
and destruction in uh, the, 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 the marriage and uh, the business. The demons, ladies and gentlemen, they're concerned about one thing and one thing on destruction. Why would we partner with these demons? If we see something wrong, why, why don't we get rid of them? Why don't we just do something that let me get rid of that? This thing is bringing chaos and confusion, not to my marriage, but to my relationship with God that has caused me to come together with this union. But I've seen people partner with these spirits for years and years and will not do anything. Will not do anything. They evidence something wrong. You got evidence you must have more affection for these spirits than God. Than God. Look what the Bible says. Glory to God. I had to realize my time was up because my timer. I don't see my timer. My time is up. My good name, I know this. But listen to this right here. Jesus made a statement in the word of the Lord. He said, you cannot love God and mammon. You cannot love God and mammon. If you're going to love the one, hate the other. Love the one, hate the other. Love the one, hate the other. And if you're under the influence of mammon, that you love money, then if I told you, that devil in you will resist. If I said, you don't love God, you want to fight me. If I say, you don't love your spouse, you want to want to fight me. I'm telling you what the word of God said, and the word of God cannot lie. That's our, that's our tool to discern everything is the word of God. So if, if, if you love mammon, you love money, how do you know if you love money? Because you're controlled by it. You'll do whatever it takes to get it. You will lie, you'll steal, you'll cheat to get it. Then he says, if you're going to love the one and hate the other, then then then. The Bible says it. You're a hater of God, and you hate your spouse. Don't tell me I hate God. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You hate God, you hate your spouse, and you hate everybody that's connected to you because you love money. Now, it's amazing he didn't say that you love another man or you love another woman, love money. For the love of it is the root of all evil. See, 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 either we and you and I get yield to the word, submit to the word, surrender to the word, we get our act together and we move on, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, 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 get, let's get delivered. Let's get set free. Let's, let's, let's get it and move on. Let's get healed. Let's get delivered. Let's get free. Let's reconnect. Let's covenant with the most high God. And that's what salvation really means. Salvation really means that you just you just covenant uh, 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 with the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and I love what Romans says. Romans says that it's impossible for you to marry. Your marriage is illegal as long as your husband is alive. The scripture says to marry to another. If your husband is dead, then you have a right to be married to another. And so what does he say? He's really not talking about natural, but spiritually. So therefore, in order for me to marry Jesus or to be born again, I must uh, be, my husband must be dead. Who? Satan must be dead. The old man must be dead. In other words, there is no more relationship there. So I can legally marry 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, are, are we getting this? Lizzie, my time is up. I uh, had no idea that uh, we had went over a little. Uh, I don't know what happened to the uh, screen tonight, uh, but the timer is uh, not showing tonight. But nevertheless, I just I knew it to be the Spirit God had me look at my uh, clock here, and uh, it was right at 7 when I looked at it. Well, we will probably continue this tomorrow. And uh, and I pray that you get something out of this. Examine yourself, and uh, let's move forward. Do you think it's a coincidence that we have so many of us pastors, leaders that has failed? All have sinned, come short of the glory of God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we're dominated. Some of us leaders is dominated by these foreign spirits, and because of pride, we will not go and get help. Listen, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be the man of God that God has ordained upon and wanted me to be. I just want, I want to be able to live and walk in the spirit of God, and I want to be able to allow Jesus to be Lord over my spirit, soul, heart, mind, body, soul, my destiny, my purpose, everything. Let us humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Let's cry out and ask God to shine his flood out upon our hearts. And if we have done these things, then let us get set free. And we can do self-deliverance. You don't have to go to anybody. You can do self-deliverance. And maybe you'll do a segment on self-deliverance. You can set yourself free. But setting yourself free is one thing to walk in your liberty is another thing. I know people that's gone through deliverance over and over and over and over. And, and, and they still live the same identical way. The purpose of getting set free so you can be delivered from one person so you can be connected to another person. And it's an act of your will. Deliverance is to set your will free from being dominated by demonic forces. And so now you can be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. But if there's not a disconnecting or reconnecting, it is not a hating and a loving like money. It says, uh, it says either you want to hate the one, love the one, hate the other. You want to love the one, it's no in between. It's no, there's not a, and that's the problem. We don't hate it enough. We don't hate it enough. When the thought comes in your mind, you rise with the hatred. No more, you find you ain't getting me no more. There's no hatred. There's no hatred. And, and you, you, you can never walk in victory. As long, long as there's no hatred for sin, hatred for lying, hatred for manipulation, hatred for uh, fornication, hatred for adultery, hatred for uh, anger, hatred for theft, hatred for love of money, hatred for confusion, hatred for chaos, until you get tired and there's a hatred for destroying relationships. Some people are instrumental of relationship destroyers. These are demonic forces. Until there's a hatred, there's no hatred, nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. Don't forget, our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line, 5.30 a.m. Uh, we've given you the code, uh, the number and the code many, 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 many times. So uh, get your family and friends on the line and join us. Uh, on the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, let's go forth and get ready, amen, for God to do something explosive in us. Let's get our hearts clean. Let's get our spirits clean. Let's get washed and purged by the blood of the Lamb. So when we get on this line, we can be effective, and we won't be praying a lie. God bless you once again. 
Let the rest of your night be blessed. Have a sweet sleep. Let your dreams and visions be induced by the Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Thank you.